Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Thanks for holding on in the back room here. I'm really excited for this episode, guys. We have a, a dating episode, and this is something that you know we're streaming to a few different channels. So, uh, on my channel specifically, we talk about sober dating, and we're going to dive a little bit into that today, and just kind of some of the the ways you can get out there as a guy in this day and age and start making results in dating. So, we are joined by Prince O. Thanks for coming on, man, and good to see you again. Yo, what's up, Joe? Um, for all you guys who are watching from my channel, what's up, my young kings? And so, yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about dating, specifically just meeting women naturally just throughout the daytime is nighttime, just talking to women in person instead of online this time. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, if you didn't catch that stream, uh, check it out. It's with uh, my roommate, Jaron. You guys talked about online dating and stuff. So now we're going to take it to where it all began in the streets. And Prince, why don't you start us off? Like, Tell us you know, a little bit about how your dating journey began. And yeah, yeah. Right, that sounds good. So it kind of <laughs> it all starts back into actually college time period. So that's when I kind of I was kind of a loser, a nerd, and I didn't really have too much success. And so what I started doing was I started going out pretty much every single weekend. But the biggest problem was I was relying too heavily on getting wasted, getting hammered. And then I honestly, I always had that that courage at nighttime and then it would never transition throughout the daytime. So over time, I started learning how to naturally meet women. I would learn from trial and error and then meeting. And then I had some friends who are natural and I kind of like learned from them afterwards. And after college, I realized like, hey, I'm not meeting women the same way because I was going to college parties. So I had to figure out how to meet women naturally throughout the daytime or nighttime outside of college. And that's when the real trouble came. So <laughs> naturally, I was spending my weekends going out, which everyone does. And then I was doing some daytime. And I realized what I really enjoyed was like going to like festivals, going to like different classes to meet people. And then I was also killing it on online dating and also killing it on Instagram as well. So I was okay. kind of doing a combination of pretty much everything, 25% in person, 25% nighttime, 25% okay. in person um, on Instagram. And then over time, I just got into this space because anytime I was talking to people, we would spend hours talking about like, yo, what did I say wrong in this text message? Yo, um, what can I, what do, what'd you say when we talked to her? What happened? Like, why did you get a second date or something like that? So mm -hmm. over time, I just started posting on YouTube. I first recorded myself just talking to women at different festivals and then mm -hmm. kind of took off from there. <laughs> nice. so, what about you, man? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, same like you, like in college, uh, I was I always had girlfriends like I was kind of like mm -hmm. the friend zone guy, but I could never like convert them to dates. And I would always have really like good looking women that were friends, mm -hmm. but I never understood why like I couldn't actually like get women to say. And in college, like all my friends were like hooking up and stuff, and I was like every night they're like Joel, it's your night, man. It's your night. Like it's gonna happen. And I just couldn't do it. Like when when I drink alcohol or when I did, I would get really depressed. So I was that guy that would like go sit in the corner and just like like be miserable because it was just like hit me hard weed was my big drug of choice but mm -hmm. on weed you know all i wanted to do is like eat and like chill with the homies and listen to music mm -hmm. so once i started to quit that kind of like you i realized okay i gotta actually figure this out because this is like getting depressing like <laughs> i was getting later into my 20s um, i wasn't dating anyone i was still in that mindset that okay you know if i keep doing the right things god the universe buddha whatever jesus is just gonna put someone in, in my lap right and as the years went on and the more good of a person I became, that didn't happen. So I've kind of found the space through just YouTube, like just kind of trip advice was like an, an OG, how to beast, um, who's one of your homies. 
and, or um, your, your favorite creators <laughs> and uh, just like some other, a bunch of other creators too. And actually my roommate, Jaron, he was on like Rich Cooper's show. And so that's how I actually started really saying, okay, this is something I want to put my, my energy into. And so now we're roommates and it's just, it's absolutely crazy because I hired him initially for a coaching session and oh, wow. it's just like, it's, yeah, it's come full circle. So shout out Jaron. I know you're, <laughs> you're watching in the other room there. Uh, it's just an amazing journey because what we're going to dive in today is like online dating never worked for me. It still doesn't probably turn this one upside down, but you should smash the like button. Smash, yes, absolutely. That's what that means. Smash the like button. Uh, <laughs> I try, I've tried online dating, but it just, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I have that like look or my pictures aren't good enough. Mm -hmm. So I've always almost like by default just had to go towards cold approach. And I've now I love it because just like you said, like I can, you can go anywhere, anytime, you know, you don't have to like, you know, I would always get in that fantasy if I saw like a pretty girl, like, oh my God, dude, like, what if, what if like she could be mine, like all that. And now it's like, no, I'm going to find out like right now, <laughs> let's see. And just three, two, one, go. So yeah, I really like, you know, your approach too and, and how you got into your dating. So question for you and, and from your original you know points, was there like a moment for you, like when you were in college and things weren't working for you where you're just like, okay, I got to figure this shit out. Or was it kind of gradual, like natural? It wasn't. I've always just been a guy who's like, why am I not having success, woman? I just have to figure out. I was always like, I'm a competitive person. So I would, one of the big thing is I had a friend who was a natural, right? And um, <laughs> with pickups, well, I don't even want to say, but like pickup in general, right? I think how they created it was copying what the naturals did and putting mm. terminologies that were easier to understand for guys who don't aren't natural they would make up terms like that but i kind of did that reversely i had a friend who was crazy good at game but what i would realize is like he could literally do anything and get away with it as long as he smiled and he was just having fun while he did it because i would see him like he would do wild stuff like just go propose in front of a woman like and just smile right and that's not it's technically not good game but yeah. the energy where they just like him like <laughs> so and then I would try and do some of the stuff he did, and it would just come out uncongruent and corny. But then I right. had to realize, like, it's not what I'm actually doing, and it's not what I'm actually saying. It's the vibe and the charisma. So, like, even now, I try to always talk with a smile when I'm talking to a woman, so I could just, hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, as long stop. as I <laughs> <laughs> So I had to – that's the biggest hurdle, like, understanding how to be congruent and having mm -hmm. high energy. And – um. And the one thing that's why we're talking like back back in the past, I used to rely heavily on alcohol. But once I yeah. started trying to figure out going out sober, doing stuff during the daytime, that's why I was able to figure out how to transition, make this into my real personality. Because when sure. you heavily rely on it, and you especially don't understand what you're doing at nighttime, is you're going to be depressed during the daytime because you're like, why can't I have that same result? <laughs> but right. Right. the one thing I do. Oh, what are you saying? Go, go ahead. One thing I do find out that with most men, what they do, the biggest hurdle usually is like getting the courage to actually talk to the woman, right? Mm -hmm. I think the approach anxiety, no matter what anyone says, it's always the biggest hurdle. And some of the yeah. pieces of advice I give is like always be constantly doing it, right? So like even when I go on, I have approach anxiety to this day, but even when I go on boot camp, once I still get warmed up, warmed up, warmed up, and I'm in an environment where everyone's doing it, not uh -huh. as a group, that helps me. Or even when I go out of town, encourage yeah. me to do it so i figure i encourage every guy to figure out what they're gonna do like even when i go on boot camp with other coaches like we'll go out the first day and just get that urge out our system 
Yeah. What about you? Um, was there when was your switch? Yeah, when was my switch? Honestly, I'm like newer into dating, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like I had a girlfriend in high school that never like could understand it until really like YouTube and stuff. So it's only been like a few years that I've been into it. And that's how like our men of now channel started because um Huds, who's one of the other guys that you know you helped create it. Um, we basically were like, hey man, like what if we just started a YouTube channel and we could kind of play it out like basically I'd be getting free coaching advice from him. And he agreed to it and it just has kind of evolved from there. So the real transition for me though was when I basically bought my first coach. And that was uh, Trip Kramer from Trip Advice. Um, pretty, pretty OG in the space, you could say. And I spent like 3500 bucks. I, I took out a credit card from it, which was not a good idea. Don't do I'm that. I'm coaching too, tons of times. Some yeah, good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, it's crazy that it happened. And um, basically, we started meeting once a week, and he started having me go out and record my approaches. So have like always wear like a pair of Apple headphones around my neck and just have the audio plan. And when I was doing that, I was like, you know, obviously I was like scared to death. But as I would listen back, like I'd be like, oh fuck, like I was cringing. I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. Like her voice was pleasant, like she was smiling. I think in the moment. I was a little more like I felt more nervous and because I'm one of the hardest things to get through the cold approach is like that that look they give you like like really learning how to work with their energy of how they're giving you in their vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just remember thinking that like they were like glaring at me or stuff, but I was just like nervous. So they were just like kind of confused. Like it was like a confused look, but Mm -hmm. their voice was very sweet and stuff. So that really helped me get over that anxiety and realize that, okay, I'm not as awkward or weird as I thought of I was in my head. Yeah. And that was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Recording yourself actually is a Chico. Like I, I even do that with like if I'm going on a job interview, I record myself. I always okay. be like, oh my God. But it's <laughs> funny. Um when I'm on boot camps working with people, right? I will put headphones in their ears, like AirPod one way. And I'd be okay. listening to the conversation and I'd tell oh, them what to cool. say. Yeah. It, it'll be the dumbest stuff, but um, they'll say it and they're like, oh my God, she she actually reacted good. So it's crazy seeing that. Another thing, um uh Another thing I actually think helps too, I think you said you did it too, but for everyone listening, when you're code approaching, get someone to just record you, like just be chilling like this on their phone and record you. And then one thing you'll see like the body language. Like I remember some of my students, like I'll show them like, yo bro, look how you, she jumped when you approached her because you were so close to her. Step uh, back for a second and, and just put your, hey, hey, what's up? And then it will be more natural. So like if they can, if you can see your body language, see her body language from the outside, you'll be like, oh my God, I'm a, I look like a creep. I need, <laughs> I mean, like, like listen, I, I show guys that. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. why are you grabbing her neck? It's like, what? <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, that, most, Cause you're, most of the guys are like, you're so in your head when yeah. you're, when you're going, even me, I'm not, I'm not perfect too, man. I'm rusty as hell. I have pro, AA also. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. yeah, dude, I, I love that. Yeah, like making sure you're checking that body language. Um, going off that tip, like I think for people watching, trying to get into cold approach or maybe just trying to up your game. One thing, you know, I think they get too close originally, then they learn how to back up, but they never get close again. So that's something I've had to learn too, is that, you know, yeah, give them that like arms and length so they can yeah. know you're not just going to like attack them or do something weird like that. And then as you're like vibing with the conversation, you can start stepping a little closer, right? Exactly. So like whispering in your ear and her ear, like doing stuff like that. So like starting to create that like sexual chemistry. Mm. And that for me was probably the hardest part of cold approach ever. Like I was like, how am I ever going to break through this? I couldn't flirt. 
it would be very like like yes no questions um mm -hmm. what do you do for work you know the typical scripts um do you live here right <laughs> i mm -hmm. just it was the most boring conversation so prince how did you learn how to flirt oh that's a good question it's funny um you said something earlier about being in the friend zone this came straight to my head so like i got friend zoned a lot when i was younger right and then I came to terms, no one can put you in the friend zone but yourself because you acted like a friend, right? So, like, anytime I talk to someone, like, not, well, not so not guys, but when I talk yeah. to women, I'll just make induendos. Like, one, um, it's, it's so many different things, right? First is, I think body language and um, eye contact always is key versus what you say. So, like, when you talk to them, you're looking them dead in the eyes, smiling. Oh, you're trouble. Get away from me. That naturally like brings charisma to them and sexual energy. I don't I don't actually say crazy sexual stuff unless I'm getting to that point. But I, I you kind of have to do in your body language. Even like when you talk to girls, like um, some common things like, "Oh, your name's Ashley. Oh my God, you're like the tenth Ashley I met." You high five her and then you hold her hands and then never let go. Then you can. Why you keep on holding my hands? So like, <laughs> like kind of like treating her like she's a little troublemaker. That that kind of helps. Um, so I think it's like the flirtatious teasing. And then like, if you're holding her hands, you get closer. You see mm -hmm. she steps back, one step back, then you have to like chill for a second. Like, okay, she's not comfortable. But if you get closer, she stays there. Closer, she stays there. She stays there. I mean, you kind of get that, you kind of get that feeling. But for most guys, I think it just depends. Nighttime, you kind of want to, um, you kind of want to be more flirtatious during the daytime. You kind of want to be a little more chill. It just depends on the sure. whole environment, the type of girls, because some girls are easier than others. Yo, Ricky, what's up? My boy Ricky in the chat. This is my day. Oh, what's up, brother? Ricky Bridge. Yo, what's up, Jaren? Jaren in the chat, too. And Ringo. You oh. Yeah, Jaren's been, like, I'll, I'll do, like, an approach, and I'll, like, look over it, and I'll see Jaren, like, 20 feet away, like, <laughs> Just with his camera. <laughs> it's like yeah. nice. nice. So shout out Jerry. Yeah, I appreciate you. You helping yeah. me grow here. And he said, oh, oh go ahead. Now you go. Oh, uh, shout out Kevin from the Men of Now as well. Uh online works for a hookup, but almost never creates a something meaningful. Yes, that's a that's a great point, Kevin. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into that because you know, like I said before, like online dating has never worked for me. And I think it's been a blessing though, because I find that maybe i'm maybe i'm just you know maybe i'm not correct maybe there is a lot to be said for online dating but i find like the best relationships come from from the streets weirdly enough to say um now i can't say i have the reference with the online dating so you know take that with a grain of salt but um i would love to know your uh idea on it prince so and i actually kind of, i disagree on that i think okay. i think there's a lot of trash on online but one thing with online i say most guys i don't think most guys are day gating and I don't, I don't think most guys have that social circle to meet tons of women, right? Mm -hmm. So most of my long-term relationships that came from online dating because, one, you have access to a woman that you necessarily might not have access to in your city. Like, most of the time, she was in the suburbs, like, like three, 30, 40 minutes out, and I just wouldn't come across. It was just two different experiences. So, But I do think there's a lot of BS, and I think you have to be able to filter through all the noise and determine what is a, what's a good quality woman versus what's not. So it just it just all depends sure. on just lifestyle setup, social circle. What do you think? I mean, you already said it. you think yeah. I'm person, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I guess you know, like I said, like yeah, 
take what I said with a grain of salt. Um, what I do like about the the dating, the cold, the cold approach is that you can get to vibe someone right away. Like you don't mm-hmm. gotta you know set up the date. You know, wonder if they're a weirdo. Uh, you can kind of instantly get that vibe of of okay, is this somebody that you know I would I would mess with? Mm-hmm. And what cold approach has taught me too is that like just because someone's really good looking doesn't mean they're going to be a good fit. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of helped me streamline the process a bit because now what I look for is like okay, like yeah, most girls are going to be friendly. Like when you approach. That's not to play true. If you're in the right place, most like in Mexico City, where Jared and I are, at, <laughs> the girls are very friendly, very open to like getting talked to because I don't think it happens a lot. There's not a lot of people doing day game here, mm-hmm. so they're usually really open and friendly. But I realize that that's that doesn't really mean anything. Like, what matters is if like okay, they they hit you up after when you reach out to them on IG. Are they going to go out with you? That's what's like most important. So, cold approach now is like it's almost like me swiping right. That's my version of swiping on the apps. Just yeah. going out there and, and getting leads. But it's always it's it's always been like that. I think in Mexico it's good that they're friendly, but in the States it's definitely not like that. But it sounds like the numbers are still all going to be the same. Cause I think a real this is amazing numbers. So I think if you're approaching 10 women and you get five five to a good reaction when they're actually talking to you more than like a minute or two uh-huh. minutes, that's good. And if you get three numbers, that's amazing. You're probably only going to get one date. So I that's I okay. think that's one or two. I think that's amazing numbers. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so yeah. I mean, you can tell me your thoughts too. And if you're doing that, you would have to do that every single day. And to approach 10 girls, you're probably gonna be spending like an hour, two hours every day. So I think it just all depends. I think you have to use all avenues. Okay. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, because it, it cold approach is a is a time thing i think something that that i've started doing is i'm not not going out for specific sessions because mm-hmm. i used to be like that too like okay, i'm gonna hit them all for an hour and every time i've, I've been doing it lately like I'll, I'll be like okay i'm gonna go to the mall for an hour i almost feel creepy it's <laughs> like so i think that's a growth <laughs> meaning that like i'm just doing it in my day to day like if i'm at the gym i see a cute girl i'll talk to her if i'm walking through the street on my way to do something i'll talk to her mm-hmm. and just like and like just you know three two one go um but yeah it's like I kind of forgot <laughs> the point you're saying, but number, numbers game, right? Yeah, no matter what, it's a numbers game. Numbers game. I appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of guys, including myself, the hardest part is when you do go out there and you do get numbers and like, like I don't know, if I go out, I'll get like eight numbers. Mm-hmm. I'll get like good. maybe two a, from a day game session. That's yeah. That's Tell me about the Mexico thing. Yeah, that's I think this is like. This is where I'm, I'm shining and I use Google Translate too. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know what it is, but I usually almost always get a number. And that's, that's I almost correct. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. And some of the discouragement though has come from getting the number and then it not translating to a date. And I'm just like, hmm, like, so some either, either they are just being super friendly or something's not super strong in my game or, you know, that's just the name of the game where you're getting, you know, they're, they might like you in the moment because they're emotional creatures, but then they get home and they're like, oh, yeah, I have a boyfriend <laughs> or like I'm seeing three other guys. So what's the percentage? Though? Oh, what was that? What's the percentage? So if you get eight numbers, how many is actually turned to a date and how many is actually texting back? Probably I would say 75 percent text back. That's crazy. Maybe, That's good. Maybe 10 percent for a date around. Uh, so 
So out of so that'd be out of eight numbers, only one or two is getting a date. Right. But that's that's kind of similar to 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 I think that's kind of standard numbers though, because I think in the states okay. approach ten girls, you're only gonna get one or two dates. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, I think that's about standard. But if you're gonna text okay. that's pretty good. So one okay. thing I, I realized too, what I've seen from the guys I coach, a lot of times men actually struggle with actually getting women to text back after they get a number. Cause some of the women just give them a number just so it can go away. I've seen that. Right. Happen. So one thing I advise most guys to do is like, save your name as something interesting that she'll remember. Like out, mm. my name is, Oh, Oh no. Or like I have a student, his name like Dan. So he say it was like, Dan, Dan, the man, that's, that's something corny. But I would say my name is like, Oh, 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 beautiful Nigerian or something like that. Just okay. so it's funny. And they were like, Oh my God, why'd you store my number? Your number is that and it's laughing. It's kind of corny, but Sure. I do see that increases a text back rate, especially during nighttime. But who knows? Maybe she okay. might have sent me back regardless because she found me attractive. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I, another cool trick is to, like, when you get their number, you take their phone. Mm-hmm. And I usually go for the IG. So I'll grab their IG and I'll text them. I'll text myself off their phone. Yeah. So when they look at the message, it looks like they reached out first. And then they can kind of laugh because I say something cheesy. Um, uh-huh. now, yeah. that's a way to now let's transition a bit into night games so this seems to be your kind of area expertise is once once the sun goes down so (laughs) what has your your journey been with night game and um i used to do a lot i used to do a lot back in the day i still do it now but mainly on boot camps so when it comes to night game that's where i learned most of it because it came down to like you just have to pair numbers and so you can get that much reference experience. The more you get reference experience, the easier it is to get. And okay. especially if you're just looking for um, quick time, <laughs> uh, just hookups, like it's easier, way easier night game, right? So um, when it comes to night game, it's always been like, for me, being like pretty energy, high energy, dancing, or just sometimes being like <laughs> mysterious, that, um, that F boy. So I think that really helps a lot during during nighttime. But what I do find the best is if you can create your own social circle, like have friends where they bring girls to like your rooftop and chill with them or like even like salsa classes like i try to go salsa classes and it's like hey we're doing something in my spot afterwards come through or like having like friends giving that kind of stuff i find out if you have friends that have women they bring one or two women you bring another one or two women you post on instagram hey when's the next time you're gonna invite me so and then you start inviting them so i like as i got older that's what i've been um as for me as my personal life trying to do but then for any guys who want to get good at night game, it's it's a lot about repetition, but having energy. Hmm. It's repetition and the energy. So what energy do you need in nighttime? Every, every, every is, I guess it's different, right? Like um, it depends on someone's swag. So someone might be like more chill, laid back. Some might be like a happy go lucky person, but it depends. It might not be that attractive to them. So I, Okay. I try to go to spots where like if it's like if it's a Latin spot, Latino spot, I'll be one person on a dance floor dancing with some woman. So like maybe people pull out the camera and they see me or like a hip hop spot. I'll be hitting Afrobeat. So I dance with. And so that brings some energy. But if it's like a chill night, maybe um, um I talk to a woman on the side. So like that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so for for guys who want to specifically go out, what I recommend is get good at talking to women in groups. Right. So okay. that's one of the biggest, going to be one of the biggest hurdles. So like get comfortable talking to two girls. So like you want that one girl. So go talk to them. Like, Hey, what are you guys doing? How do you guys know each other? 
oh, don't tell me you're the grandma or like, oh, you guys are Libras. Get away from me. Don't leave a lie, baby. Let's, let's yeah. chick crack. Chick crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then one thing when you, it's, it's sometimes easier to talk to some girls. Sometimes it's harder because like if one girl isn't that engaging, you can go talk to the other one. But regardless, if you want to get good at night game, you have to get good at talking to women in groups. Okay. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, I can I can feel the anxiety as you say that. Like <laughs> a pack of five, you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they're funny. like all hot. You're just like, oh fuck. <laughs> no, nah, it's funny because um, I think I'm so good at talking to groups that is like a lot of times where like if I have a wingman, I, I don't want him to come into the set. <laughs> I had this. <laughs> but even mixed group are good too, honestly, because like if you if for people who go out by themselves, especially if you're going sober, you want to get in a talkative state. So if you go out talking to some of the guys, so like just saying what's up, like what are you guys drinking, and just talk to them like that, and and bring like energy. And then mm. sometimes they have a set of girls, like guys are protective, but you can just talk like, hey, how do you guys know these people? That kind of stuff. So like once you start getting that social, it's kind of like in the gym too, right? If you okay. want to have successful woman in the gym. Ideally, you want to be the person talking to the person at the front desk, talking to the person at the weight rack, talking oh, to okay. the and start getting a social scene. And so everyone just knows you as a social guy. So it's easier for you to talk to women while doing a full approach. Yeah. So from what I hear you saying, it's like almost if you're the guy that just goes and approaches chicks at the gym and doesn't talk to anyone else, like that's kind of obvious. Does it? Yeah, it just, you know, it, it, all, it all depends, right? So what I try to do is I try to go to different gyms. So I have a gym, I have right. four different gyms I go to, right? Yeah. So some gyms I will go and cold approach a woman, especially if she's looking at me. And then if it doesn't go well, I might not go to that gym for like a few days and then go to a different gym. But you can. But if it's a place you you go often, you don't want to be the – I know a guy who is just a jackrabbit. Like he goes boom, boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And women can see that. So just uh, – right. I find it easier if a woman's talking to you, staring at you or choosing you, you go talk to her. But the easiest thing is being a social person, just naturally talking to people. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys talk to a woman in the gym? Do you talk to a woman in the gym a lot? Yeah, yeah. I, I like approaching at the gym. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a great – sometimes, like, yeah, Jaren and I will go and we'll lift together. And then, like, I think I'll just – like, where the hell Joel go? I'm just, like, running off, like, talking to some bird and – yeah, it's, it's great. I haven't had a great uh, close success at the gym mm -hmm. in terms of like, like, you know, he'll reach back, but I've never, I haven't set a lot of dates there. Mm -hmm. Part of it, you know, it could be mindset, but you know, they're like hot and they're like kind of going for attention. So yeah, I, I don't that, know if they're like the, yeah, I talk about that a lot with my friends. If I was like, they'd be staring you down and then you go talk to them and then nothing ever goes. It, it sometimes, it happens. It's, it's a numbers game. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like a less numbers game than. And I, I, I imagine if you're just like a freaking Tyrone, you're freaking like one, like two twenty, and just jacked. Girls are gonna probably hit you up. But yeah, the, I think a lot of those girls just go for attention, and you know, the, when they actually get that in person attention, it's like nah. But I could be being biased. I don't know. It just you know, kind of all. It just. It all depends. <laughs> That's all I can say. It all depends, right? Some are attention, some are not. If you have good game, good charisma, some some will. But I think it's it's a numbers thing at the end of the day. Numbers game comes all back to the numbers. Amen. Yeah. 
And, you know, coming back to the night game a little bit, and then I want to touch on the social circle game because I think that's really important. Um, I almost think, you know, night game is harder. Like, so I respect that you, that's your go-to because, you know, there's that expectation, like you're there to mate. Like, you know, like when you're in the street and like some chicks walking home from work, like it takes away that pressure because for me anyway, I don't have to be like overtly sexual, but when you're, did did doing night game teach you how to be like sexually flirty not just like flirty teasing but oh yes for sure like match night game yeah if you're night game a lot you're gonna run into a situation where you get a bunch of numbers and not too like not too many texts back i think night game converts the worst out of anything honestly but the thing is with night game you kind of learn like you're gonna end up pulling pulling way more like you're gonna end up like talking to (laughs) the best strategies like try and go with the mindset I'm going to pull rather than have a bunch of numbers because that's where you're going to have the most success. But in order to do that, you kind of have to get in that state, that sexual state. So you kind of, you kind of learn that really fast. If you're trying to, I, I I knew someone, right? He always was focused on like, yo, I like deep, meaningful conversations. I'm like, I would have to kind of reprogram his brain. Like you're not going to get that at the nightclub. Your best success is going to be, teasing flirting playful being sexual touching her that kind of stuff yeah night game really if you're going to be successful you're going to have to learn how to do that in night game really fast okay and then how does that convert from what you learned in the night game into day game like when you do go out with like in the middle of the day like can you do those same techniques and or flirtation with a girl just like in the middle of the day or do you have to calibrate yourself to match like the day energy now you definitely have to calibrate smash that like button <laughs> and smash the like button, guys. <laughs> no, nah, I will say you definitely have to calibrate because one thing like you can do a night game, like one thing, like if you're dancing with a girl, you can do the <laughs> Swiss her around, play with her, and then when yeah. you twist around, you might be able to grab her and get close to her and talk mm-hmm. sexual, right? You can't necessarily do that at, during the daytime, right? And right. then nothing dare to him. You kind of want to keep your distance five feet, then walk closer. Night game. You kind of want to come in not too close, but calibrate closer. So, because she has to be able to hear you. So, like, okay, it's definitely different. But what does transfer is the flirting, the flirt and transfer, but not being over sexual. Hmm. So, I will say that kind of transfer. And then also, what transfers the confidence to be able to go talk to them, especially if you're going out sober, you're hmm. going to be able to talk to a woman easier because a lot of times with night game is not just straight up night game inside the club a lot of more of your success is actually going to be on the streets so like uh, okay yeah so like talking to women as they're coming in and out of the club or coming to the, talking to them while they're at subway mcdonald's so like that actually directly translates to today today game but okay it's funny i kind of see both either they really love day game or they really love night game you hardly ever see both yeah dude i'm so glad you say that yeah because huds the guy i was talking about he's a pure night game guy yeah i'm I'm like pure day game like obviously like one of my blocks has been because i don't drink i feel like weird talking to chicks like that are drunk yeah (laughs) like like like, do you want to drink (laughs) yeah so (laughs) yeah when i'm cutting when i'm cutting i just have a diet coke okay yeah so I definitely know what you, you don't even want to be around that environment too, though. That's the exactly. Thing. Yeah. yeah. This is like an energy thing. Yeah. And then like, especially when you can't talk to them, talk to them, they're like slurring the words. What are you drinking? 
Yeah. Water. What? <laughs> oh, for real? I wouldn't. I'm not going. I mean, you can be confident and say I wouldn't even say that. I would just say Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, would say Diet Coke. I love water. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? My name's Joel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, not, we're not that calibrated. But a um, couple comments. We have uh, educated Tyrone with the fires. What's up, brother? Thanks for no, tuning in. Yeah, bro. Here. And then uh, Country Kong. Uh, maybe I think maybe one of your guys. Oh, yeah. uh, appreciate it, oh, man. Yeah. Now, okay. Uh, Country Kong, dude. Great to great to meet you and have you, and uh, appreciate you. You know, enjoying the stream and. Yeah, what's this, up, Country Kong? Yeah, Country Kong, DK. So I mean, this is this stuff I love to talk oh, about. And, a podcast too. Um, what Prince, though, what's the most popular? Oh yeah, yeah. Learn from you. Oh. Prince, what's your most popular? So actually, one of my most popular video, it blew up during the pandemic, and it was just how to flirt with a woman over text. That's kind of, I'm not going to lie, I think those videos, the texting videos, will keep my channel afloat. But um, do women learn from your videos? Honestly, I have a small percentage of women audience, but I couldn't even tell you. I just see them in the comments. And then uh, the woman I'm dating, I I show them my YouTube sometimes. I Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do. Like it goes fifty fifty. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotta be a little careful with that. I think. Yeah, the YouTube. Like, or just yeah, in general. Like I posted the link to our stuff uh, for tonight's stream on my Instagram, and all my Instagram is for is dating. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's I like yeah, like I'm like hopefully they don't know what cold approach means. Maybe, maybe exactly. like, yeah, we're just two guys that like you know go out and we're cold. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be, gotta be careful. It's, I appreciate talking about this stuff, man, because you know I was in Poland recently this last spring. Yeah, how was Poland? Oh, dude, it's like day game central. Yeah, <laughs> There's just guys funny. all over doing day game, and I think it kind of ruined it actually because now everyone knows like if some like it's not like a mystery or a surprise anymore. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it was really nice. Like all my friends were day gamers, so we'd go out. Uh, we had like a big dinner before I left, and there was like nine of us, and everyone just like lives on off day game so uh it was really cool to learn from some cool guys like tim he's been on my channel before mm-hmm. he's like uh part of like the daygame.com group and like they did the london day game model that kind of thing mm-hmm. and so he really taught me some good tricks that we can talk about here uh in having better approaches because i like i said before i would always go up and do the hey nice to meet you like very nice guy game i called it mm-hmm. i didn't want to stir the pot didn't want to be you know, flirty because it was weird or whatever. Those were kind of the thoughts in my head. And he just went up to them and he was just so like charismatic. And he, I would just watch him and be like, damn. And like, they would just like, he would talk to them for like 10 minutes. They'd just be melting and he would probably get a date with most of them. And what he taught me was a huge, was a huge, you know, trick was to, instead of asking them questions to infer things. Mm-hmm. I know we mentioned this a little bit when we first met, so instead of saying like, you know, what do you do for work? Just make a guess. Like you must be a lawyer. And they go like, why? And he's like, oh, cause you, you have those crazy eyes. Like obviously there's no like logical connection there, but it's just like a way to just kind of add some spark and girls love being talked about too. This is another big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you just ask them questions, this is, and this may be hard to stomach or kind of understand. I'm still kind of working through it, but asking a lot of questions is a taking thing because Essentially, you know, you're you're asking them something and they have to do all the work to explain it. So when you can just start guessing for them and just basically talking for them in a weird way, 
it takes the pressure off them to actually have to think and do stuff. They can just kind of be in your presence and it shows that you're being a leader, right? You're like, you're controlling the conversation, you're directing it. And that's just, that's attractive for women. So very huge is just to say, like, just start doing those inferences. Um, the one I always use in Mexico. So I go like, oh, you're Mexican. Habla, like, habla uh, <laughs> inglés, which is, do you speak English? That's my opener. And it's to say, yeah, yeah or no, I, I can go off that. And I say, uh, eres mexicano, which is, you're Mexican. Obviously, they're Mexican. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. like, oh, see. I'm just like, wow, I, I could totally, I noticed. And, and that's the next line. I say, I noticed. Like, so I noticed you. Um, I saw you. And that's like why I came up to you. I say, like, your hair was black. And I like point to their hair. And I'm like, and then, you know, you're really short. And they always laugh at that one. And then you have the crazy eyes. I like look them right in the eyes. And they, they just start laughing. And then after you do that initial kind of you know show that you can lead the conversation then it's okay to start asking some more questions like get back and get into like the okay so like so you're a student right and so what do you do here something like that and then you can kind of go into more you know basic conversation mm -hmm. uh, you got to start off flirting now i definitely agree with you and honestly um there was a terminology in the past called like plowing so like you would just make a bunch of different guests until she kind of hooks and once you okay. hooks and ask you a question, that's when you kind of know the conversation is stick. So, like, I definitely agree. Make assumption open. Like, some things I'll say, like, you're walking fast. You must be a New Yorker, that kind of stuff. Or, like, I like to make observation based off of her clothing. Like, oh, you must have came back from the gym. Don't tell me you skip a leg day. So that kind of so stuff. That kind <laughs> nice. of, yeah, or, like, oh, you have books in your hand. Are you still in college? Don't tell me you're a pharmacist major. Or, like, don't tell me you're a nursing major. Oh, red flag. Totally. Right? Totally. Dude, yes. Yeah. Nurses are red flags, guys, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> that, like, wow, what do you mean? Oh, you got <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, kind of, I definitely agree with assumption. One thing I do find that guys do struggle with is <laughs> making assumptions and keep on being able to go go with the flow, go with the flow. <laughs> that's why they end up asking questions. But one okay. thing I will say, too, though, is, like, I think the, the best conversation to have with any woman is to get her talking about herself all day. So if you can get a topic mm -hmm. where she hooks – that's when that's when you kind of got it and get her just keep on talking about it. I, I actually think you should ask questions if you can get a topic that can hook because she'll talk about talk about but you want to still guide your conversation to where you want to go for example like let's say um I'm digging about my date I want to eventually ask her out is for coffee something like that may I might make assumptions saying like oh you um you must be a, a law major and then she might say no I'm not a law major or something like that I say wow, that's crazy. So you, what are you nursing? And then she'll tell me and I'll be like, oh, you probably study a lot. Right. And I was like, oh, so you, you go to that coffee shop right there. Right. Starbucks. Oh yeah. We need to go on Starbucks day. So you kind of want to get it talking about yourself, but lead the conversation to what you eventually want out of it. So that's one thing okay. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Now question. Cause what I always thought was that it's the best when they're asking you questions, can you explain a little more why you think it's best that they are the ones talking? Yeah people in general love to just talk about their self all the time. Most people in general, if you're talking, most people aren't necessarily good listeners. They want to do pretty much majority of the talking and women are, are, are way worse than any guys. They want to, they want to be the ones to do the talking. They, a lot of them are more entitled and they want you, they, if you're on a date, she's going to be the one that talks way more. So like, mm. it's good when she asks you the questions 
most of the time, especially in the States, there's only a few questions that she really cares about you. What do you do for work? Where do you live? And and that kind of stuff. But apart from that, I don't think she's going to ask that many questions. It's going to be okay. more engaging if you can get her to talk about herself. And she'll be like, in her head, she'll be like, oh my God, I barely know him. But he'll say it's a great day. But if you talked about yourself the whole day, majority of the time, she's going to be like, oh, he's a cocky snubber. Or like, I, it was boring. So like, I do think you should try and get them to talk about this as much as possible. But when it comes to like day gaming, mm-hmm. it's very hard at the beginning to get her talking about herself. So you have to make the assumptions to you get something that hooks. And once you get something okay. that hooks, get her talking about herself, but guide it to what you want to do. And if you're on a date, talk about, get her to talk about herself as much as possible. You leave so you seem mysterious kind of. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's gold. I just threw out yeah. in the comment. Assumptions, hook, they talk. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just get the chill. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that. How was I, I do want to hear about how why why is Poland so good for a day game? Like everyone I know goes there. Yeah. Good question, man. I think it, I, it's a very traditional culture. Mm-hmm. So it's very feminine women. Mm-hmm. And so they're very receptive to masculine energy. Which is really nice. If you even have a little bit of that, they're gonna they're gonna be open to talking. They're they're very friendly people. Um, I think too a big reason is that it hasn't been brought into the modern consumerism world. So they're not like you know there's like H and M's and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. and there's like some nice malls, but it's not like as consumeristic as it is obviously in the U.S. So money isn't as huge of a focus either. So you don't have to go and be just a baller like. Maybe and maybe this is not correct, but I think having a lot of wealth and status is really important in the U.S. for for attracting and keeping women. Have you found that for yourself? I I I mean I don't live in Mexico. I've been to a different country, but I would say status is always going to trump everything, no matter what status and wealth. But you don't necessarily need it, but it definitely does help. I would I'd be lying if I say it doesn't. But I mean, you could be wealthy. And then, like, you don't look good. You don't have any status. I mean, you'll get sugar babies, maybe. I mean, okay. you'll get a woman, but they're not going to be obsessed with you. Not They're not okay. going to have a kind of desire. Yeah, but I would say, like, status and wealth definitely does help. But I, I understand what you're coming from. It's like, they're not um, they're not fully manipulated by the modern culture. It's not like, what, what can I get out of this interaction? That's what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah, like, they're open to talking about you. They... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's different everywhere you go. So, you know, don't, I'm not saying like, yeah, I go to Poland to have a success day game. Um, and I think something too is that, you know, Europe, well, the gold mine for day game is, is Russia <laughs> is like by Moscow. Like apparently dude, the Russian women are just like unbelievable. Like my mentors, like you got to go to Russia at some point, not now, but, <laughs> and then Ukraine, dude, the Ukrainians are just like, beautiful beautiful human beings <laughs> um not the best time to go to ukraine but you know when the when the time is right um those, yeah. those like european areas are the best person i know a game he went to ukraine but he came back to mexico city i think he's in mexico or brazil he'd be bouncing through but he the best person i know a day game went over to ukraine and then my ex-coach he lives in budapest right well not ex-coach i i he coached me before so he lives in budapest but from what I've seen, Sweden chicks look like amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> They're just so yeah. you know, it's like the epitome of European just beauty. And um and they're they're sweet too. Like 
I mean, I think a big issue in the U.S. is that, you know, bratty, entitled, yeah. liberal vibe that's kind of going around feminine, the whole fem woke wokeness. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of girls, there's a lot of entitlement out there. Mm -hmm. And now I think, you know, if you are that guy, it sounds like you're that guy, you know, you, some of your friend groups are that guy, like yeah. you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get through there. <laughs> but if you're not, if you're not that guy, <laughs> like, and if you don't hit those attraction triggers, that you won't get the same results but if you're in poland or the, some of these other like you know more traditional cultures like mexico even too you can at least like i think it's good to help build a little confidence to know that okay like i'm not this hideous dude women are actually talking to me mm -hmm. so it's a great i think avenue for guys that are you know maybe struggling in the u.s to to get some at least experience and to know that okay i can ha i can talk to a woman holy crap mm -hmm. so yeah no, i definitely I've, I'm one of, I've never, a lot of dating coaches, especially in my community, I'll always shame guys for going overseas. I've never been, once I, I think I started in 2018, I realized like the quality woman that you would get slimmer, more feminine, more friendly, don't get rejected. It's just a better deal over there. So uh -huh. I've always been pro like Mac. I think one thing, my biggest thing that I think is Trump's game is logistics. If you have good logistics you can have bad game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you guys understand what I'm saying. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can have the best game, but if you live two, if you live two hours away from the closest major city, or you're in a small town, only 50 people, you're not going to have that much success. You know what I mean, you're going to, you might be the man of your city, but the average girl might be four. But if you go yeah. to move to a bigger city, you have way more options. If you go move to a city where the average girl is way more attractive than this, the woman in DC, I mean, you're gonna have way more success. Like, yeah. So uh, that's one thing. Go, go where you have more success. And I, totally. I don't see too many people traveling to Europe on like a grand scheme of thing. I think maybe because it's probably more expensive, or it's just not as easy for them or as farther. But I don't think it's that easy in Europe because <laughs> I don't see it going mainstream. People traveling there, only PUA people. Yeah, I don't. That's a good. That's a good point. Like maybe it's because they're doing so good in the U.S., so they don't need to go. I think I don't think the average man is doing that good in the US. I don't think so either. Yeah. Like, the US is hard mode for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't think the Europe, I don't I don't know. I haven't been to Europe so but I, from because the tickets that goes to like Barcelona, it's the same price as kind of going to like Brazil, Colombia. Uh, right. It's expensive. It's like a grand one way. It's yeah. Oh, so for Barcelona? Well, at least to Poland it was a thousand bucks one way. Oh, from where? Uh the US. No, Chicago. what part of Chicago. I I'm in DC, so I might be closer. Oh right, yeah, okay. I thought it was so like maybe. Is it? I mean, it's a, it's expensive. Like I went for like three months, and I was hoping to stay there for good, but I freaking mm -hmm. went to a bachelor party and blew all my money in one weekend. So that was stupid. Oh, <laughs> freaking was rig Latvia, dude. <laughs> like man, we got dude, we got this like um, we got this stripper boat for the guy. Mm -hmm. And like it was advertised, like you know, it was gonna be like you know what you think of like Dambles Aaron, right? Like Jake's coming out. Uh -huh. It was just like grody ass boat, and there was just like one chick in the cabin, and she was like, she had to been like 40, 42, and she like, she just like <laughs> she like just beat mercilessly beat the groom. She she was like plucking out his like nipple hairs and shit, and we were just like, dude, like what the fuck? And it was like six hundred euros. Like we all pitched it for it. It was, was so it? disappointed. It was so disappointed. Wait, where was this at? This was in Riga, Latvia. Latvia. I don't I don't it's have like no I didn't either. I thought it was part of Poland. It's its own country. Mm -hmm. And it was in Euro, so it was really expensive. It was like US dollars price. Mm -hmm. And then so that happened. And then 
she did it for like five minutes and she's like all right more time 50 euros and we're just like what the fuck like so <laughs> basically just hustled us and we were so disappointed dude uh how come it wasn't successful like how come you guys didn't get the dance vizarian that's what it was advertised as like there's gonna be oh. girls plural there's it's gonna be like you know there's gonna be music <laughs> it's just yeah. one chick dude in the cabin it was such a bummer and so they made it up to us they're like all right you guys can go you know we have a strip club we run you guys can come and get some free dances mm -hmm. and we're like you know we might as well so and they you know enough said right so they come out and they're just like they're just whipping him. They like got belts and shit. And one of them pulled me up and just started whipping me with a belt like hard. Like I had just like lashes all over my chest. Oh my god! And I'm like this this is crazy, dude. So, you know that's that's really a lot for you guys if you ever are planning a trip there. It's great for family, but not for not for a good time. Damn, a beautiful city. Oh, we had we had something like we had the damn Brazilian lifestyle in Colombia for sure. Oh, I don't know how they pulled that off, but it was definitely. It definitely, I think. Did we do? Did we do it in Brazil? I don't know. I, I love Brazil. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you I like would, about Brazil? You said what? What do you like about Brazil? Let's. I mean, every chick looks like a fitness model. Ah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, every chick looks. Like, but the food is amazing too. I mean, it's if you're in Rio, it's a beach. I don't really like Sao Paulo too much, but Rio is like a beach. I I love countries where your dollar goes the farthest. So like, like. I think the currency is five times stronger than the real. So like I love that. I pretty much go there every year. And then there's nice. I think they're way more receptive to I mean Colombia is pretty receptive, but I mean I think it's I means mainstream. So okay. it's not it's not the same as Brazil, I think. Yeah. Okay. And then let's dive in a little bit into like Colombian women. So what what have you found <laughs> is great about Colombian women? Uh -huh. I'm not that pro Colombia, I'm not gonna lie. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think Colombian women, within like the first time of meeting you, are going to ask for money, or they're going to ask some type of money soon. That's what I, my impression of Colombian woman is. Wow. But I do think you have to be there long term, and you think you have to be outside the tourist area. So okay. like, I went in October, and um, I went to the outside tourist area the first night, and so that was um, so I actually was able to meet a lot, a good amount of chicks. But the next day, that weekend was actually like closed. So like it was closed for like um election, right? So they banned alcohol, right? But what that stopped is making people go out. So people weren't going out that whole weekend. So you just had to rely on kind of like day game. And then like a lot of chicks that weekend flaked on me. So like I was only there for like two, like two or three days, couldn't really rely on night game. I just day game. So I didn't have too much. I wouldn't say I, I went crazy in Colombia, but in Brazil, every single time I go crazy, I'll say that. Okay. Don't. Yeah. We'll have to talk behind the scenes. Let's set up a Brazil trip. Any of the boys want to join? Let's do this. That'd be yeah. so sick. Nah, I'm definitely trying to go to Eastern Europe. That's why. That's next on my list too. And Brazil. Go, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. we'll hit it up. Uh, point I wanted to mention too. You know, coming back to the day game thing, I think something you mentioned earlier is it's really important to find out where you shine, and then be in like a bigger city. I think that's so important I because I think that's anything. Dude, you will literally run. I was home for a little bit uh, this fall. And I, you know, I came back from Poland. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I was still in approach mode. So I did this approach at the gym and um, to say, yeah, younger, younger gal <laughs> of age, but younger gal. Mm -hmm. And I get home and my, literally my mom goes, oh, I heard you talk to uh, whatever her name was at the gym. I'm like, I did. What do you mean? And she's like, yeah, her mom just called me and said that you like went up and talked to her. I'm like, Jesus, dude, like 
that quick. It literally happened. Like, no lie. It was literally from when I got home from the gym. And I was like, well, this, this ain't going to be a date. But how did she know? How did she know? She was a family friend? I guess the daughter was the daughter's mom was a friend of my mom. And so, like, I have no fucking idea. But it was just like one of those moments. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to, this ain't for me. Let's like, oh. let's get down to work and uh, and get out of here. So, Chicago was a big city, though. Oh, I'm from uh, Monroe, Wisconsin. Oh, I flew out of Chicago to get to Poland because that's the nearest uh, airport. But where I'm from, it's Madison. Like that's where I live. Like for like ten years. Um, oh. If anyone's been there, it's like a very liberal, um, small city, like college town. Um, so great if you're in college or you're wanting a family. Isn't every uh, city liberal city? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a couple of comments here. Let's dive into those, answer those. And then my homie Derek's on, and he is also into the protein and stuff. So I'm going to have him come on and, you know, he, he's on his journey too. So um, what is the secret to sober confidence? That's a, that's a great question, man. And just like with being drunk confident, it's repetition, kind of like what Prince said, getting out there, getting the reps in. It's going to be it's a different beast because you are confronted with exactly who you are at all times. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't like hide from it unless you like maybe eat a bunch of sugar or something like that. But if you're actually, you know, if you're sober, it, you got to learn how to be with your emotions and yourself and, and that can be very hard. And so I think, uh, Confidence, right? Confidence, the root of confidence. So if you break the word down, it's it's a, from the Latin root, confidere, which means to trust. So confidence really just is trust. So if you can learn to, tr that's what really helped me develop confidence because I switched it into like, okay, I got to be confident, Dambles, Aaron, Andrew Tate, whatever, to learn. I, I got to learn how to trust myself. And so just like with anything, like you go out there, you talk to more women, you realize that, okay, I'm not this weird dude. Women like to talk to me. I can get rejected. I'm not going to like, ball my eyes out or like go into a depression like you learn to trust yourself and that's where that confidence comes that's where that immunity to rejection gets grown for yourself friends how do, what are your thoughts on that so there's two things like i kind of learned this this is one of the biggest things i learned while being drunk that i had to transition to when i went out sober is one i think you have to have you got to, I think you have to be delusional. I think you have to have short-term memory loss, right? So let me clarify that, right? So when it comes to delusional delusion, right? One thing I've always did is like always remember your positives and never remember your negatives. So like anytime like you have a good conversation, oh my gosh, she really wanted me. She really wanted me. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. You have to have that kind of delusional confidence because you will get humbled when you go out and approach and you will get brought back to zero. But as long as up here, you get brought back to zero, just be normal. And when you yeah. have that short-term memory loss, you're not remembering the rejection. It's very hard not to remember rejection. But the mm -hmm. only way you're going to be get good is if you're going to only think about the positive. Like, you can get rejected. Boom, 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 boom. But if you get one number, oh, my God, bro, today was a great day. I got one number. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really how you have to – that's the, really the best way because mm -hmm. you, need, you need reference experience. You need experience. And you have to only remember about those good times. Yeah. Oh. Brother, amen, man. Amen. I mean, it's yeah, those, done, though. <laughs> not <laughs> easy. Yeah. Those wins will add up in your your brain and your subconscious will remember them. My almost most painful part, and then Derek, we're going to have you on real shortly here. I want to know what your most painful or joyful moment is, is when I get the success and I fuck it up. That's for oh, me man. the most painful. Like she's like, 
you know, she's there, she's there in my hand. And I just, you know, drop the ball. <laughs> oh like, my God. It can change so quick. You can't it. Yeah, dude. Yes. That's why I know you know a lot about this. So. Yep. All too well. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Derek? Hey, how's it going, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I, I good. lost my train of thought. <laughs> the question was What's when do you lose most, your confidence or what? What what like what hurts the most? We'll start with that. What hurts the most when you're when you're dating? Yeah, to piggyback off what you were saying, I think it's when you think you've won and you've got the girl's interest, and then you like she gives you an inch and you take a mile and then it's over. <laughs> right? You're like, or oh, she great date. She texted me the next day first. She's having all this conversation. So, like, let me try to schedule another date. And then she's like pulls away, and you're like, dang it like everything was going great i was on step 17 and i made it all clear and then all of a sudden you just think we're good right i can just express my interest and and move things forward but you still gotta play at her pace and play it cool and yeah it's act crazy. like you got options i experienced the same thing <laughs> it's so crazy yeah i agree like when you think everything's going so good and then she goes you or you on a date and then you can't get the second one I mean, it just happens. Those days, the numbers game. Like a lot of times, like you might get a number I, or I get a day. I can't, I can, really can't get my hopes up to like the third or fourth day. Okay. Yeah. How, how did you work through that, Prince? Yeah, or I just. I think it's about being delusional, having short-term memory loss, and not <laughs> not really getting your feelings attached to it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I think that's really the only thing you can do for the first or second date. What do you What do you guys think? I think that's probably the only way to go about it. it. It really sucks as a dude. Like you're just like, cool. I get to like open lead with my heart for once. And then like, it just kind of screws you over enough times that yeah, you open yourself up. And yeah, like, like you said, until you're at like date three, four, you really got to manage all your emotions, no matter what's happening. You could, this girl could have all these green flags, check all these boxes for you. And if you get too excited, that's just, kind of when you, it, it gets screwed up. So it's, it's really unfortunate. And then you tie that to memory where you're like, oh yeah, when you like this girl, it's, it's not going to work. And it just kind of creates a fear and the nervousness, which is also going to ruin that for you. So, uh, I don't, I don't know what the perfect answer is yet. Cause I haven't figured this out, but it definitely, I know that at, at least at the beginning stages that you're gonna, you're gonna have to keep your cool, no matter how much you like her and no matter how good she looks. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I 100%. <laughs> it's that emotions. I, I think you put it perfectly, Derek. It's like, you know, as guys, we were the romantics. Guys are actually the romantics. I agree with that. Yep. And so we have to hone that and be that stoic guy. And I think it's something I've really learned for like, even after like the second or third date, when you, if they just start coming around regularly, regularly, you got to game them the same way you did day one. Like you, like you can only let up so much. You can only let that heart show so much before they, you know, because they're they're just naturally like averse to it. Like the more I go on dates, the like sometimes I like let myself be a little like open just to test it. Be like maybe she's different. Nope, same reaction. They just close off and they're like like gross. <laughs> like so, it's you really got to learn the same lesson again. I think that's what's most painful. As I was like, I've I've already learned this lesson. Why did I act the same way? And, and it's kind of like what you said, Joel. You're like, I just wanted to test if she was different. And then nope. it bit nope. me in the ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. You you naturally end up just becoming that guy who kind of never opens up because I will say I've been in situations too where I open up to a girl that I've been dating long term and then next time you have an argument or a disagreement, she brings it back up. Like you told me that you didn't like this or this, this, this. So like naturally end up not really being that type of person who opens up. But that's I don't think that's good, good practice long term or it's healthy emotions, but I don't know the solution. <laughs> I think I think part of it is learning from the mistake, like both mm-hmm. of you guys said. Like you got to be, you. They say in recovery that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you can apply that to dating, it's like okay, I need to learn from this pronto, or else I'm going to be suffering my ass off for <laughs> as long until I can learn this lesson. Mm-hmm. And it really just like you said, Prince, it's getting those reference experiences. It's getting the experience. It's, and my mentor keeps saying like, he's like, Joel, you got like probably five, six more years to go of doing this before you can maybe really just find that chick to settle down with and be able to, and you know, he might be maybe protecting him. I don't know. Could, could come quicker, but Mm -hmm. it's just, it was a good humbling moment for me to realize that like, I need more experience and I don't need it in a needy way, which I'm learning too. like, just let it come and, you know, keep working on my work and stuff. But over time, once those those memories and those events get solidified in the brain, that's really when you can start going out and behaving the way that you want to behave and that you, you know, Casey Zander said you should behave <laughs> um, and, and, and actually like be able to embody it. So you're not like faking it basically. Yeah. Those girls can tell when you're like playing a front. And it's hard to do that long time. And I will say another thing we didn't mention. I do think like looks and status will help you be able to open up because for example i saw a video chris bunstead his podcast it sounds like he's very open and emotionally available with his woman but he's at the top of the pinnacle he's eight nine ten uh, when it comes to a man so like i think the higher you work up on yourself the Uh easier it kind of is like if you're a five or six i don't think you can open up to a woman but if you get if you work on max out yourself i think you definitely can okay okay man that's uh, Derek. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know you and I, we have a lot of talks behind both Derek and I, just to give you guys some context, we're in the process of really leveling up our business life and career life right now. So I know this is a, a close spot to us. Yeah. I keep going through all these situations just to learn that Casey Zander was right again. <laughs> so it's, it's super annoying. And uh, yeah, I keep, uh, I, I think the other thing to, to go back on what we said that it, like really hurts the most is when I take advice from other people. And Mm. like, I feel like Joel is like one of the few people I can actually get advice from who is like in the trenches with me and understands it. I'm sure I could ask you for advice too, Prince. But when I talk to like my buddies who have been married for a long time, or you ask girls for advice, especially it's going to be the completely opposite advice that you need to follow because like everyone roots for love on the outside Mm -hmm. and like your friends will always say like, yeah, ask her out again. Come on, work up the courage to ask her out. I'm like, that's not at all what's going on here. I have the courage to ask her out. That's fine. It's a text message. Like, but I I'm getting the signals from these messages to slow down. Like you really need to uh, be able to do this yourself. because if you take outside advice, now you're not being yourself, so that's just going to screw you up anyways, but you're just going to ignore the clear signals if she's saying, like, if she's kind of, like, pumping the brakes, and then your friends are like, yeah, but you like her, and she, it sounds like she likes you. Like, 
you don't want to ask your friends for advice because they're always going to come at it from a standpoint that the the other person has high interest in you because they they know that you're great and they love you so they're just assuming the other person has high interest and they're kind of telling you how to act accordingly and then if you do what your friends say even though you knew it was wrong then it really hurts because you're just like i knew what to do there and uh, that's why it's a lot of times you can't really involve your your friends and family in your early dating life uh because mm. it, yeah they're gonna tell you don't play the game like don't play games with them and I get that that there's some merit to that point, but at the same time, like you need to respond to the text messages you're getting. You need to play the cards you're being dealt. They're telling you, oh, I did this for my wife on date eight. You should do that on date two in your scenario. And they're just giving you advice that is just not at all like with the the, the cards you're being dealt. So you got to be able to do these situations on your own really, or really just try to find your tribe. I really only have like, like as far as his number, uh, Joel is like the only guy like I trust right now. Cause all my other buddies that they're dating and they've been married for a while or, uh, you know, playing a different, playing a different kind of game out there. Um, it just really don't understand what we're going through. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like I have some friends where I'll be like, how do I respond to this text message? What should I take on a date? And they'll give you worse advice and you do it. <laughs> as you said, you're like, no, I know I should have. Or like yeah, you know, something simple. Like I think you kind of brought up like how she's texting you. Like you know you want to text her right then and there, right? But she responded four hours late, so you kind of you can't really respond in five minutes. You have to respond in an hour, or she didn't answer you. You want to double text just to start a conversation. If you're going to double text, you might want to just ask her out for a date. That kind of that kind of simple stuff. Where like after a date, you know you want to text her, but she hasn't texted you. So like, it's like certain stuff, like I just, the way I do stuff is just so I don't get in those situations, but it's hard. Yeah. yeah. I always tell Derek, whip it out. Just whip it out. <laughs> That's what my friends would tell me too. Yeah. Told it. Whip it out. <laughs> Works like, you know, like, you know, 2% of the time, but. <laughs> I've never even done it. Dude, that's so funny. Okay, let's yeah, let's dive into some of these comments, guys. This has been a great stream. Really appreciate everyone who's come on and participated. And um, same to you, Derek. Like, great to see you, brother. Yeah, uh, we're we're you know we got a lot going on that I think we're gonna create a cool network, and I think there's gonna be more talks like this and opportunities to be able to help guys that are you know new into dating or just maybe stuck. Uh, because we have a lot of people that have uh, <laughs> the the posts I put in the group today become go from masturbator to master dater. Can you even say that? <laughs> we can now. It's after five minutes. You you can like swear and stuff after five minutes. By the way, uh, oh, oh, yep. You just can't swear within the first five minutes, or else you'll get dinged. But afterwards, like it's free reign. So oh. a little YouTube pro tip. Um, we got Ricky Rich, uh, ninety. What's up, homie? Uh, 95%, 90% of it comes from night game, but I'm old now and I have to switch to day game. Yeah, this is this one of the day one um, supporters, man. I've seen him throughout his journey. Main one from shy, <laughs> innocent guy to crushing the dating world. So I've definitely seen him. Cool. Big ups, rookie. Cool. And nice. you think that is like probably a, a natural progression for, for Ricky, like to go from night game to day game as he's getting older? Is that? I think most guys are going to transition to that. Any, that's what I kind of transition to now, more so like working on social circles, like going to salsa classes, going to different events, kind of meeting women that way. 
But I think naturally that's how most guys are going to transition to, especially once they hit over 25. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you, Derek? Where where are you at? Are you in um? Are you in Mexico? I'm just north of Denver. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love it. I've been here for over 20 years. I'm actually looking to move in the next few months. I've just been here long enough, but I mean, love the area. And uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite states. Are you going out day gaming or are you doing night game? Yeah, more day game. I, I don't do the dating apps and I don't I don't drink or anything now. I can still have fun, but uh, I work at coffee shops a lot because I'm yeah. an online entrepreneur. So I've found more success there. And uh, yeah, you can usually find some some solid girls at coffee shops. Uh, I also do like group workout classes. That's a good place to go. A mm-hmm. lot of them are married there, but uh, y- you know you can figure it out quick enough. And you're like the only guy, <laughs> so um, then you get a workout in, and then that like you know the girls are uh, at least into fitness. And then for night game, I go to concerts, so I'm really into EDM. And uh, that is pretty important to me that we have the same taste in music. So I go to concerts that I just really want to go to and I go by myself. Now I, I used to like mob with like a big crew to EDM shows and a lot of them like don't go anymore. But now like I love going by myself and you just instantly just like hop around friend groups. And uh, I think if you, if you go day game, like in the park, you have n- nothing like as a baseline in common. So like if these are going to be girls that you get along with, like who's to know, like it, it really is like totally random that you're just like going up to them. But if you go like at a gym, then you at least know you have that common shared interest. If you go to a concert that you like and you go up to them, like it's nice when you can date day game or like cold approach in an area where you at least have one mutual interest from the start. I definitely, everything you say is, I definitely agree. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at, too, when I say I don't really go out too much at day game, but, like, how you say, like, going to, like, a concert. I go to, like, a festival or, like, at the gym, like, spin cap, like, going to a spin class. Oh, my gosh, you'd be the only guy there. And then I go to salsa classes, too, so, like, that that's common interest, like, that kind of stuff. Coffee shops, man, I used to work at it. I used to work um, every day at coffee shops. You become a regular, the barista starts knowing your face, everyone starts knowing your face, the easy conversation. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that is how I do it. I always get to get on a first name basis with the baristas and everything, because then when you come in and then it's already social right from the beginning, then it just is already, you know, so much easier to go up to someone. Yeah, I definitely I, th- I think you, you're doing everything right. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I think the other thing with like going to events that you want to go to naturally versus like, all right, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go day game like your energy is different. Like you can you're just like, you're looking around, you're just obviously like on the prowl and mm. it doesn't work as well. Then if you're just like, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and get some work done. If someone's there, then I'll do something about it. Yeah. Um, and just kind of more living in the moment. Like I'm going to the concert, like not to get numbers, but it's just naturally going to happen. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think most guys have to like, when you, when you're a beginner, you go out to game. I don't really like going out digging because you end up walking so many, so long and not really finding that much quality feet hurt by the end of the day, but like becoming that person naturally, like by doing it throughout your lifestyle, like passively dating, like you're passively just at a, at a, um, at a workshop, at a networking event or at a, a um, or at a gym class and meeting women that way. Or even like, they have a lot of like um, food, um, food contests here, like 
food um, festivals. So like eating some food, is that actually good? And talking to them like that. So yeah, different stuff. But that only helps. It only works if you're in a major city. <laughs> yeah. Where are you at? I'm in DC. Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think we have some questions and comments if you want to address them. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we got Loit One Big O. What's up? Now nah, he's been watching me for a while. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Good points. Gracias. Gracias. Uh, oh, good. Any tips when you run out of things to say? Oh, okay, nice. I like how Joe was talking earlier about the assumptions. I definitely agree. So, like, when you're talking to a woman, you kind of want to – all conversations are kind of the same. You kind of want to have some go-to things you're always going to say to a woman, like conversation. Like, usually I'm going to ask what's her name. I'm going to usually ask where she's from. I'm usually going to ask what she does for work, um, that kind of stuff. But you kind of want to have assumptions where you can go, like, since I know I'm going to ask where she's from, like, I might just say, oh, you work fast. So you must be a New Yorker. Then she'll probably tell me where she's from, and then that can go into another conversation. And then you want to have your next talking point. If you want to ask her what she's doing for work, oh, you must be a nurse or something like that. I see your alpha. You must be a barista. And you kind of have points from there, but you kind of want to be able to have your points and go for different points. So one of the biggest tips that I that I used to do a lot is saying and in the mirror. So like I look at myself in the mirror, and then I'll say something like Pokemon. Okay, and I like Pikachu, and Pikachu's very yellow. And Pikachu is a is involved into a Raichu. So like now I pick another topic, a college, university. Oh, I'm I went for engineering and I did electrical and I really know voltage and that stuff. So once you get in that talkative point, you'll get good at never run out to things safe. But the key is getting her to talk about herself. And that's when you can keep the conversation going. She keeps it going. Yeah. I love that dude. First off, that you like Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm an anime fan. <laughs> anime, nice, nice, cool. Uh, surprisingly, for looking like I do, I don't watch anime, but I love Pokemon. I grew up on Pokemon, so all about it. Uh, I had a, an amazing blue version with like 100 level Gengar, 100 level uh, Mewtwo, and I lost it. So, you know, a lot of trauma there. But to your point, absolutely, man. Like, have things that you can keep going. And something for me that's really taken the pressure off is that. When when the conversation's at its is at its peak, that's when I dip out. Uh, when I'm at least doing the approach, right? I used to do it where like you know the vibe would be high, and I'm like, ooh, I want a little more, like that addict kind of thinking, like I'm gonna just get some more love here, and then you just would run out of things to say because I just like used it all up. And then when I asked for the number, it'd be like already kind of awkward. So when she's like she's vibing, she's having a good time. That's always when I'm like, okay, hey, look, I gotta run. Um, you know, I like your vibe. Would love to take you out sometime. And then, yeah. And then it usually like, you know, she'll remember that emotion with me as we part ways. But when things are getting boring and she, you know, might give me the number, that's what she remembers. So that's been a big game changer for myself. Uh, how about you, D? Yeah, I like what Prince was saying about you just have your your milestone questions and then everything else in between is just having a normal conversation. So I'm just going up and I'm just I usually am not doing any kind of like hard line at the beginning or anything like that. Like this girl a couple of days ago at the coffee shop was reading the newspaper. I just went up and I asked anything crazy going on in the news. And then she just starts going off about like what's going on in the news, right? And then I get to a point where I ask what her name is. Like, that's like the first bridge. Like you ask name and you shake their hand. And now you got, you know, some connection established. And then really you're just like, how am I going to end this? 
So you can either get the number, or you can get the Instagram, maybe the Snapchat if you're under 25, but otherwise let's just do the, the name, the number, the Instagram. And uh, I kind of choose it based off of if I am not sold on the girl yet, then I want their Instagram because I want to check out their Instagram before I even ask them out. And I think a lot of times guys don't even have like a, a further qualification phase in their process, but like you really should. So like this, this girl the other day, like I met at a concert, I followed her like the next day, she like dyed her hair pink and green. I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so um, good thing I saw that on your story. Uh, and this other girl at the, like the coffee shop, like she didn't even have Instagram. So that's kind of a green flag in a way. She's like, I don't do Instagram. So I just got her number, right? So I, I usually go for the Instagram and I like to say, do you want to be friends on Instagram? Um, I think when you ask, hey, can I follow you on Instagram? You're like, hey, can I stalk you? Or you're like, hey, did you want to follow me on Instagram? Like I used to like do that too. Like that you come across like a little to Chad. So I just said, do you want to be friends on Instagram? And then right when you say that, she'll pull out her phone and then I'll, I'll just like, I'll just do her phone. So I'll just like tell her, like I'll put in my name on her phone then I hand it over and then I let her be the one to like actually press follow. So I'm not just like follow. Like I used to do a thing where I'd follow me and then like all my pictures and then hand it back. <laughs> just do Chad. Uh, even though like some found it funny. I was like, yeah, it's just sometimes it's douchey. So I just let them follow me and then like I'll follow them back, you know, a little bit later. So like that, that's just how I do. I just kind of know like these are my milestones in the cold approach. And then everything else is just having a normal conversation. But like Prince said, you're going to you're going to let her do most of the talking anyways. I, I do like to make sure that they do reciprocate. I'm not just trying to be like play 21 questions and then get Instagram and like she didn't ask anything about me. Like you want to make sure that they like reciprocate the, the conversation a bit. Yeah, I definitely agree. I agree with everything you say. Even <laughs> I didn't touch too much on Instagram. Like I love Instagram too because if you're not that sure, you don't even have to message her. She'll see you on Instagram. And one thing she might just follow you, just see your lifestyle, see you posting food, see you at a rooftop, seeing you working out. And eventually she'll just be... If she, she finds you attractive, she'll comment some of your stories. and Or you can comment some of her stories to start conversations that we just cold texting her. And also what I find sometimes too, like she'll be following you for years and then you finally you finally get her to come out or you talk to her or get on a date and she'll know your whole life story just because she's been following you for years. And like you're kind of ready to pre-qualify has done all the work. Yeah. How are the kids? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Man, 10 yeah, years when you turn them into an Instagram follower, and if they're interested, you, you, they'll be liking your story. So that can kind of, exactly, you know, bring them up in your your list. Exactly. Yes. I think some girls might end up on following you if you never if you never message her. But hey, who who cares? Yeah, who could, numbers game, numbers game. Yeah, and that's why you know, guys, Derek's gonna come down and visit me. Well, you know, and we're gonna have some fun in Mexico, but. Um, something I keep telling, reminding Derek is that like, when you're in a place of just absolute abundance, it'll be better. <laughs> yeah, I need to come down to Mexico, man. Oh yeah, dude, come on down, dude. You, us three, and then Jared can kick. That would be funny. Yeah, like yeah, all of us fucking, go. Yeah, and dude. Every Men of Now member comes at the same time, <laughs> and we all go out together. Let's do it. It's a pack <laughs> of like ten Americans just walking through. Yeah. Um, Cool. We'll, we'll hop in this one. I was smoking a couple of grams of dabs a day. Okay. Yep. Uh, I took the advice to switch back to flour. Uh, awesome, man. Yeah, that's great to great to hear. You know, I started when I was quitting weed. This is a very drastic transition here, but 
I was a big weed smoker and I was always dabbing and doing like concentrates and I just got fucked, fucked up. So what I tell people too, when like when I coach is that if you're, you know, doing concentrates to back off slowly and start doing flower. And then once you go from flower to sober, it's a lot less painful than going right, right to debt from dabs to sober. So hoping to eventually quit. Eventually I've been smoking weed since I was 14 time to make some changes. Love it, man. You know, I can tell that from this message that you want to quit now and there's you know with anything change in your life including dating maybe you know someone out there isn't you know they want it they think they should be dating but they don't want to yet when you really start to make change and i'm sure you guys have experienced this too it's you have to want it you have to like want it in the depths of your soul like i have to do this like and i want to do it. i, I want to go through the pain and the suck whatever it takes to get sober or to start talking to women or to do X, Y, or Z. So, you know, just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, it sounds like you're you're ready to make the change, man. And you know, keep hopping in these streams. Reach out in the comments or DMs or or anything like that. Um, Derek was also one somebody that came to me for coaching. That's how we met, and now he's sober today. So it's and, and we're having this awesome talk. So, you know, you'll never know where life will take you. And the scary thing is, you know, where life will take you if you keep, keep smoking weed. So, maybe use that fear a bit. I'm on day 80 clean of weed right now after 13 years of being permanently high every second for 13 years. So, um, but like, yeah, it was like five days off and then, and then I went back and then seven days off and then 30 days and then, uh, like 60 days off. And then I did like 70 and then now I'm at a new record, but like this time it feels totally like this time. I don't know what day I'm on. I just know I'm about there. The other times I was like, all right, 67.3 days. Like I knew exactly where I was, but this time, like it really, it is hard to go cold Turkey and never go back. You kind of need, it, it's not a, the worst idea. I don't want to tell you, yeah, go back and smoke weed. Like if you don't need it, then you don't need it. But I think there is a point where sometimes your mind is like, why did I quit again? And you go back to it and it will just show you why you did quit in the first place. Again, if you, when you go back to it some of those times and just get right back on the streak and you can always piggyback. If you know you've done 30 before, you know you can do it again. If you know you've done 60 before, you know you can do it again. So you kind of need to keep piggybacking off of that. Is flower, flower is the plant, right? And then dab is the pin? Yes, yep. Oh, okay. Or or like concentrate. So you can either use a pen that's more discreet or what what I did is I had like a, a rig. So I like had a blowtorch and I heated up this this iron nail and then they just so anyway i'm getting triggered so we're not going <laughs> to dive yeah. into that but, Damn it. <laughs> um so yeah man yeah absolutely and 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 you know same with dating like you know you you get Dates. that experience and you know after you get a date or two in that you can do a date again you know after you get a number you can get a number and that just compounds and compounds and compounds so and i know prince you coach people on on dating right mm -hmm. that's kind of your thing so you know as we're, we're coming to a wrap here i mean this has been a fantastic show and i i think we can um talk for hours you're welcome <laughs> uh anytime brother or sister um we're, we'll definitely have to do one of these again and really something prince that i think would be good to talk about maybe jaren come on uh get some other guys is that social circle game because i think that's the next level up from just straight up cold approach day game i was talking to a buddy at a, at a party this weekend and he's really being into the social game so he hosts events he has people like he does all his lead sourcing from instagram because of the events he throws people see his page and they just you know hit him up in the dms so what he's saying is like dude like 
learn cold approach. It's going to be super beneficial. At some point, though, it, it does become a time consumption thing. And once you're rolling in your business and you need to really like, you know, allocate your time effectively, that's when having being able to just like do what you're doing and meet like 10 women just out at a, an event or something is, is really beneficial. And you're yeah. kind of in that game right now, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Code approach, like it's just too time consuming and not the best result. But if you can get people coming through your social circle, that's the best way. But one thing, um, I so like being in a friend zone is good for this aspect, right? But uh, you can't put yourself, you push yourself in a friend zone like by being a friend. But if you're that guy who friends with a woman because you kind of don't want her, but you know she kind of wants you, which you can do at any time. When you be her friend, still flirt with her a little bit, but never kind of do anything with her and then have an event, you invite her and she brings some of her friends. And then naturally, like, that's how you can start getting social proof. Because I do think to a certain extent, you need the woman first to start the events and then the guys will come. Mm -hmm. If you bring the okay. guys, you share the guys who can bring like one or two girls. And that's how it starts doing it. So you want to start small, maybe have about four or five girls, then you can have 10 girls and then they bring a girl, you bring a girl, you bring her. They don't have to be the best looking at first. But it's just having some girls. So I think, and you, you kind of learn that, get all that skills from cold approach. And that transitions okay. to everything. Sales, interviews, social circle. Yeah. yeah. That's then, huge. Oh, that's huge. Like, yeah. Like, right, continue, okay. continue. Yeah. I mean, even like how Derek does it, right? He goes to coffee shops. So he goes to EDM. So like, let's say he has a get together before they all go to the EDM concert. And you guys all go to a group that's a social circle and you're known for that. So then the next time you have a, a concert, you guys all get together beforehand, goes to a different go again. And that always gets bigger and bigger, and bigger. So you're known as that guy who does that. And that's how you kind of start building your social circle with like people you have common interests with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of the key to it is my cold approach events are the same events that I ask girls out on. So I'm like, I'm going to a concert this weekend. Let me ask the girls that I know would maybe want to go with me first. And I say, hey, I'm going to a concert this weekend. You want to come? And then if they say no, I move on to the next one. And then I ask them. And then if I can't get anyone to go, then now I'll go by myself and I'll get new leads, as I put it. So like those – and it also is not a time suck to cold approach if you're just doing what you already want to do in life. Like if, if you're setting up time in your schedule, like I'm going to go cold approach, not only does it not usually work out as well – but now, like now you're just burning time. I'm going to the coffee shop to get work done. I'm not like, all right, I'm going to approach some girl every time. Like it, it happens like probably like a quarter of the time or something like that. I really have to feel like, all right, this would be worth it to go talk to that girl. Um, so uh, otherwise, like the concert, like nothing bad can happen. And this is a much comf more comfortable way to ask a girl out than saying, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Because you're kind of saying like, I don't have anything going on. Do you want to schedule something? And it will just be me and you at this dinner. And that's great. Like if she agrees to this one-on-one -on -one day, I think like guys prefer that. Like that's that's great. But sometimes, especially if it's like an earlier one, it's, it's a little higher pressure on her. So if you can just say, hey, I'm going to this event. It's happening whether you come or not. I'm going with my friends. Like you're you're checking a lot of boxes just with this ask because you're showing you have a social life. You're showing you have a life outside of her. You're just inviting her into your life rather than like carving out a time in your schedule just so that you two can get dinner. Um, so like even if they say no, like I'm so sorry I can't come to the concert. It's it's a much like they're like oh man thank you like they're so appreciative that they got asked to go with you and everything. So it's a lot easier to ask again 
because if they're if they give you like a hard no on going to dinner and then you're like all right do you have a do dinner this weekend right like it, you you start to feel like you're chasing too hard just like doing the same ask like hey me you ice cream this weekend right but if you're like hey now i'm doing this now i'm doing this and you're just she's just getting invited along then it's it showing her that you're not like making your life all about catering to her you're you're just doing your thing and she's just along for the ride mm -hmm. i agree i completely agree with what you said wow dude i've been wow that's that's big man yeah I'm, i've been thinking about that a lot like i schedule my first date not on the weekend purposely because if i say yo friday night i got nothing <laughs> i don't have any other dates on friday but <laughs> yeah. you could be the one you could be the lucky girl um I'm actually going to start using that, I think, in terms of like even just setting a date, like saying like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this on Saturday. I want to join instead of like, let's do this. Like, let's make this exclusive. You and I doing something together. And, and then she can't reschedule because like what you can't reschedule the concert. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Talk to Elenium. Tell him to reschedule. Fine. Yeah. Go for yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, dope guys. Well, hey, you know, I think this is a good time to, to start wrapping up here. Uh, once again, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, Derek, thanks for hopping on kind of like midstream there. Yeah, <laughs> was, this was fun. Uh, it was funny. I actually sent you the link just to like watch, but it was actually the invite link. So like, great. Oh, great, great, great <laughs> nice. like, and I saw you pop up. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, got back from the gym. I was like, okay, sweet. I'll hop on. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude! Thanks for coming, man. Prince, dude! Fucking thanks for coming on, dude, and and thanks for for meeting. And you know, it's been great getting to know you over these last couple of weeks. And I hope we can be doing some more um, collabs and stuff, and and you know, growing our our stuff. And for sure, I'm always down to come on. It's content, <laughs> awesome, lit content, baby. Content, uh, so yeah, <laughs> where can everyone where can everyone find you and and you guys and what are you guys doing on the internet right now? Oh, so you can find me at um, on YouTube. Just type in Prince O. If you type in any text and video, I'll probably pop up. And then you can also follow me on IG, Prince O Lifestyle. And then my TikTok is the same thing. Cool. Cool. I'm uh, at Social Bamboo on Instagram. So I'm a social media guy. Uh, so I, I'm more the online entrepreneur. My YouTube channel is just my name, Derek Vidal. So if you're looking to start a side hustle or you know go full time in business, that's that's more my focus. Uh, I've just ha had fun, uh, you know, with this kind of content. And then I, I originally knew Joel for his sobriety coaching. So yeah, we're just on the same path with a lot of stuff here, but I'm more the business guy than the, the dating coach. And not only that, Derek, you also help people get rid of their back acne. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. yes I have multiple companies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when you come down, please bring me a bar. I'm getting like chest acne. It's the weirdest fucking, I've never had chest acne my whole life. I'm just huh. getting it. I'm just like, what the fuck? Okay. So I think I need a little, little front knee bar. All right. I'll bring you a back knee bar. Yeah. Thanks, brother. <laughs> uh, cool. For myself, yes, Brandon University. Uh, I do addiction recovery related content, really helping people quit marijuana, especially. We talk about other things, alcohol, you know, porn. That was a big one for me. And I just hit I just hit five years this uh, this fall. So oh, wow. Thank you guys. Wow. That is one that is no longer part of my life. And man, that opened my dating life. I would not have been able to, to start this if I would was still, you know, watching that stuff. So um, that's a big one too. Also, all kinds of things. Like we have people on that, you know, have got really big the blow or like the harder drugs, heroin and stuff. So we, we dive a little bit into that. And then even simple stuff like um, watching too much TV. That's an addiction. Or being on scrolling on social media too much. 
And then, yeah, some of the some of the deeper stuff we've been talking about, and Derek was on this podcast, is like love addiction. So Prince, I don't know if you're familiar with this, like love addiction and love avoidance. So it's basically the whole like falling too hard, one-itis, you know, we kind of break it down from more of a psychological perspective and a recovery perspective too, because you can really find a lot of freedom from doing some of this, the work in these recovery programs. I just did one of these steps in the program last night with uh, my sponsor. She's a, um, she's a woman and she's uh, a lot older than I am. So she's been kind of through the ringer and she really has helped me just see that, like learn how to accept yourself more, like realize I don't need women's validation. I don't need to have dates to be have a, a, an amazing life. And when I do, it's just a bonus. Like I never got that I because people would say like dating is the cherry on top. And I'd hear that and I'd be like, yeah, it sounds nice. But still in my heart of hearts, I'm like, no, dating needs to be my life. This, this is yeah. everything. And then finally, like, it's just like, that's not it. Anymore. I'm just like, yeah, if it happens, great. Not great. Like I have a great social network or great friends. Like I like myself. And that's, that's what's mo most important at the end of the day. Not so much, you know, if you can get laid or not, but, um, we also help you on that too. So if that's something you want, you know, hit hit and any of us up, we'd be happy to talk to you and, you know, help you through in any way possible. Um, so guys, yeah, once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming on and we will talk to you in the next one. Adios. Peace guys.